From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Today's episode is a special episode with the Ward 3 candidates, uh, all three candidates running for the Ward 3 alderman position for the city of Hernando. They will be in the order you'll hear them, will be Robin Cotton, Dustin Austin, and Bruce Robinson. There's no special order to this. This is just the order they recorded, and so they came in on three separate three consecutive days and so this is the order that there will be all of our alderman interviews please do not think that the there's any <laughs> rhyme or reason it's literally just in the order that we uh, interview them as how they are, are listed it's exactly right Derek however if a female is involved she will go first well that's true very true uh unless there's two females and then it's how they are listed <laughs> And then if there's two females, we have them fight in the parking lot, and then we got two kids to go first. But before we get to the interviews, Matt, I think we have a couple sponsors. Derek, our presenting sponsor for this special show, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 64 years of combined real estate experience. They've been voted DeSoto's best realtor multiple times. They're a full-time, full-service real estate team, which means they are available when you need them. Recently ranked as a top team in Mississippi by America's Best Real Estate Professionals magazine. That's a top team in Mississippi by America's Best Real Estate Professionals. Since 2009, they possess over 25,000 closings. That's 25,000 closings on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. They're the number one team for well over a decade in DeSoto County when it comes to residential real estate. If you're thinking of buying or selling your home, now is a great time to reach out to Team Couch. They are currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis for your home. That is a free, no-obligation market analysis for your home. Springtime, weather's starting to break, now's a really good time to list your home. Reach out to Brian and Terry so they can help walk you through this process. Their phone number is 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. The interviews you're about to listen to were recorded at the How to Barbecue Right Shop studios right here in Hernando. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics on Memphis Street right here in town. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have really cool high-end smokers, rubs, knives, sauces, cast iron, cutting boards, thermometers. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can call them at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. And of course, stop by throughout the week, 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics on Memphis Street in Hernando. They will be having a grand opening planned for March 6th, where they will be doing all kinds of cooking and sampling. It'll be a large event with more details to come. Again, thank you to Team Couch of Birch Realty Group for being our presenting sponsor and How to Barbecue Right Shop for being our studio sponsor for our Alderman interviews. As we mentioned, our first interview will be with Mr. Robin Cotton. Uh, Mr. Robin Cotton was nice enough to come in on a Sunday afternoon, interview with Derek. So we're going to go to that interview now. We want to welcome Robin Cotton, candidate for Ward 3, Alderman Hernando. Uh, welcome to the show, Mr. Cotton. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to do uh, to be here. And it's also, uh, I want to plug 
Hernando Utilities. My electricity did not go out. My water did not go out. Real compliments to Hernando. Thank that, you. That's a, a very good point. Uh, we did have, you know, unlike Texas and other parts of the state, we, we were able to keep our zone. So I appreciate you saying that, and, and I'm sure they appreciate you saying that. Well, as we get started, I want to talk about, you know, you talked about the Hernando Utilities. What brought you originally to Hernando? I grew up, spent some of my time at uh, Kelly's Crossing across the lake, and I would visit Hernando. But what really brought me is we decided to downsize living in Hernando. I'd been there 25 years trading commodities. And so I looked at Oxford. I thought I'd moved to Oxford. Then I also looked at South Haven. I looked at Olive Branch. I looked at Lewisburg. And someone said, y'all are looking at Hernando. We, my wife and I drove over here, looked at Hernando. That was it. We never looked at any other place. Fell in love with it. Uh, we love the demographics here. We love the small town. We love the square, Spanish square. It's got a Spanish square, which I thought was interesting. I think there are only two other places in the country that have that. And so we just fell in love with it. Built a house here. Okay, so you came to Hernando because you fell in love with it. What was your work experience uh, up to the point where we are now, kind of, uh, you know, throughout your career? Throughout my career in college, I got to get this in. Uh, I drove a school bus when I was 17 years old. Started college early, but after college, uh, I worked for IBM. I was a systems engineer and a salesman. Moser Safe Company, I was a sales manager. And then uh, a friend of mine and I hocked our houses, borrowed money, did everything we could, bought one seat between the two of us, and moved to Wall Street and bought a seat on the uh, New York Cotton Exchange. Stayed three years up there. And before we left, we bought another seat, so we both had a seat. I loved it, but I did not want to raise my children in, in, in New York City. So uh, we came back, and I moved to Hernando and spent 25 years there trading commodities. Loved it, but it was time to, it was time to move on. The computers had taken over the commodity business, and we wanted to downsize. So here we are in Hernando, and we love it. We love Mississippi, and we love Hernando. So I grew up in Oxford, so I, I wouldn't consider moving to any other place. Wall Street's always fascinated me. I'm, I'm a banker, uh, so I kind of uh, enjoy the finance side. Tell me what, just give me a, uh, give us the listeners a quick story, maybe a crazy or the best story that you had from trading commodities up in New York. What was a good story? You had? Uh, one of the crazy people from uh, Memphis, there were a few Southerners up there. Most of the people up there were scared to death of Southerners. They thought we were racist. They thought we were mean people. They w- thought we all carried pistols. They thought, we, I mean, it was just bad. But once they got to know us, they liked us. But one of the crazy people up there got drunk, and he came in and threw up all over everybody. And commodities in the ring, when someone throws up on you, you don't have time to back off. You just keep going because if you back off, you lose. If you make a mistake, you lose. And uh, Phil Phil had a real bad day, and I happened to be one of the ones he threw up on, so oh. I live with that the rest of the day. <laughs> and that was just typical Wall Street. So this uh, so Anything I'm- goes. So I'm picturing this is kind of like the the movie Trading Places where you're trading in the pit places, exactly. and you're doing the the the, yeah. the, the yeah. buys and, and the sales. Signs, yeah, take them sold, take them sold. Wow, yeah. I, I, that's I love that movie. Uh, I, I have to explain it to some people because they don't understand. You know, they they sold first before they bought because you know they, they right. short sold it. Um, and so you have to you know of course we had the whole thing with the uh, uh, what happened with AMC. Uh, recently, uh, that you know, in the story in the news, uh, BlackBerry, and, and of course uh, everything that was going down with with those uh, the people on Reddit that were doing that. But I, I, it's fascinating. Uh, just those people in the pit. I know those are big ulcer days and stuff like that because those were those were some uh, crazy times back when you actually you know before the computers took over, as you said. Yeah, you become uh, if you don't have white hair, you leave it there with white hair. <laughs> 
based on that experience that you had, trading commodities for so many years, uh, some of it live, uh, some of it, you know, coming back to uh, Hernando and, and, and doing it here, what do you think that helps to, you to bring to the alderman position and how important are the finances to a city uh, uh, like Hernando? Well, I've got, I've got uh, two degrees. I've got a um, uh, bachelor's in uh, business with a minor in economics and math. I have a master's in finance, so I understand finance. I'm pretty good. I'm real good at, at finance and math, so that helps. But in, as far as Wall Street goes, you got to make quick, good decisions. If you don't, you get clobbered. So I've learned to think things out. And when I work for IBM, they also taught you to, to call on executive, top executives, and you had to get your stuff right. You couldn't go in there or you'd get real embarrassed. You had to think things out. Most of our presentations were made on visual charts. It taught me that before you go and make a decision, you get all the facts. And so I, I think those two things, plus that, my experience in the Navy, all three of those would help me help me with uh, being an alderman. And I've been on the planning commission for four years, almost four years. So that, that will help. I understand Hernando a lot better now than I did uh, before I was lucky enough to be elect, uh, selected to the uh, planning commission for Hernando. Right, so you've been on the planning commission the last four years for Ward 3? La- last four years. For, no, no, uh, at large. At oh, at large. large. Okay, at sorry. Large. At large. And so, Doc uh, Harris. And you've been able to you know kind of ha- use that experience. And so you kind of see things before the aldermen see them. So you do have some experience kind of going over what the aldermen uh, do see before that you know before it's correct presented. and we make a recommendation they don't always follow it we got checks and balance there which is good we we, we see it we study it and we make decisions and vote on it tell the uh, listeners why did you want to run for alderman and what makes you the better candidate for the position why i want to run is madison lakes hernando is the crown jewel of the mid-south people want to move here from everywhere i'd like anybody listening to ask yourself do you know of anybody living that lived in Hernando that moved back to South Haven, to Horn Lake or Olive Branch. Just a single person. I bet you can't. My neighbor came from South Haven. I got another neighbor that came from Shelby County. So I want to keep Hernando. My, my platform is keep Hernando, Hernando. And what did it is Madison Lake. First, it was Robinson Gin Road. I voted against letting a smaller neighborhood encroach on that beautiful rural area out there, acre and a half lots. But Madison Lake, I voted against that in October. And I did it because it's nothing but a pig with lipstick on. They came to us as a planning commission about three months earlier, had the crummiest looking retail thing you can imagine, had rental houses. And when they came back, they dressed it up, they made the presentation look pretty, but still they're going to add a thousand houses. That would put the population of Hernando from 16,000 to 19,000 overnight. Many of those houses were made out of wood, wood only, and I have nothing against wooden houses. I have nothing against small houses on small lots. We got enough of those, though. But it would be, some of those would be seven houses to the acre, a thousand houses in there. I said, this is not Hernando. This is the way Hernando goes downhill and becomes just another town in North Mississippi. People, if we want to keep our property values up and we want to keep people coming to Hernando, good quality people, we need to stress larger homes on larger lots and get big business in here. So Madison Lake is the thing that made me finally go. And by the way, I only decided to do this last Thursday. I put my name in the pot, but I I have not made a move. I had not ordered any signs. I've not done anything. Only last Thursday when I woke up, I said, I'm here. I'm going to be on the ballot. I might as well do something about it. And somebody needs to speak up uh, against the, the, the way that some of these developers trying to convert Hernando into 
South Haven. Right. And, and by last Thursday, you mean, of course, the day before the filing deadline, which was February. No, no. no. I mean three days ago. Oh, three days ago. Okay. <laughs> I did put my name in before the deadline. I got you. Okay. So then you. No, I mean three days ago, Thursday. So really, so, okay. So you put your name in and then said, okay, I may still decide to, to withdraw. Drop out. But then you decided full bore. I woke up Thursday, Thursday and I said, I'm going to order signs. And I'm going to figure out. I've never done Facebook before. I, I think I've got a Facebook. I know I have a Facebook account. I'm not sure how you log on to it, but I've got one. All right. So you kind of uh, mentioned that obviously uh, so your heart and soul is in this because of Madison Lakes. Talked about those reasons. So what makes you the better candidate for Ward 3? Uh, based on, on what you've said so far? Well, I think my voting record. I like I say I voted. Those are two votes right there. I welcome anybody to look at my voting record. I've consistently voted against small houses on small lots. I'm trying to get Hernando to stay Hernando. Keep her, That's my platform. Keep Hernando, Hernando. I'm not sure I'm any better than anybody else, but I'm bold. I am bold. I, I don't mind coming out and expressing my opinion. I don't mind making tough decisions. I'm used to that. It doesn't bother me one bit if it makes people mad. It doesn't bother me one people if, no, if, if people don't like what I say or what I do or how I vote. Some aldermen may have trouble with that. I don't. I don't. I do it. I do everything like this. Is it good for Hernando? If it is, I vote for it. If it's not good for Hernando, I vote no. And I will continue to do that as an alderman. And the other thing I could bring is I've got lots of nerve, and I know how to get business here. My goal is to bring two new businesses to Hernando, three, three new restaurants, a Mexican restaurant, to, to give us a variety. But I know how to get business here. It's real simple. Hernando is the easiest sale in the whole country. We've got the best water supply. We've got two interstates. Businesses would die for. It's got the great town. We've got rural areas. We've got big areas where these executives can come in and build half a million dollar houses on big lots. It's an easy sale. All you got to do is ask, and I'm the person that knows how to ask. Now, if I was an alderman and I had an alderman behind my name, I would have a lot more clout instead of just calling up, and I plan on doing that. I plan on getting two very large businesses into Hernando, and that's how we get revenue in here. People that have followed the show understood that you know, we're really pushing you know, good commercial growth. You know, residences are great, but, re you know, most houses are, are, they cost money. You have to hire more police, more fire, more infrastructure, whereas commercial pays the property taxes to get those funded. And so I, I, we're aware of that, and, and, I you know, I think that everybody wants to see that. Now, you mentioned uh, the residential side. You've mentioned a couple times about the smaller lots and smaller houses. You know, just as a ballpark figure, what do you think should be the minimum for Hernando in a lot size and, and a, a square foot Three. size? Three, maybe three and a half houses per acre. For example, Madison Lake, some of those are seven, seven per acre. That's too small. That's urban. And that's at the front door of Hernando. When people drive in and see that, they're going to turn, turn their car around and go back to Memphis. That's just like Memphis. This is urban. We didn't, nobody's going to move to Hernando if we, if we turn it into urban uh, sprawl. Nobody's going to do that. So you're talking about more R30, R40 lots is what you're looking for? Based well, on R15 is a good size. Okay, okay. That's a good size. You talked about your platform so far. You've mentioned a couple things. What is the one thing, if you could pick one thing, you mentioned Madison Lakes, and that may be it, and you can expound on that a little more if it is, but what is the one thing that you want to see if you're elected that Hernando gets in the next four years? This To stop this insane I-55 noise. Ward 3 is, is the most affected by the interstate noise. There is no reason we can't have a nice, attractive, soundproof wall and plant more trees. Meteorology 101 says that the wind blows from west 95% of the time. Almost all of Ward 3 is to the east of the interstate. So when the wind blows, it makes the noise even worse. So we hear that noise. I go out in the backyard and play with my dog. 
I hear 18 wheelers. I hear drag racing when people get on there and say, and it just gets old. We should be we should be able to cut the noise out. When I first moved here, well, I didn't hear that noise. I, I understand somebody cut a lot of trees down around 2004. I, we, we, we built a house in 0405. I don't know if that's true. Somebody said somebody cut a lot of trees down around the interstate. But the noise, that's what I would do. And I would work continuously, hard as I could. I got five different plans to get a noise reduction for the Interstate 55. And I think Ward 3 deserves to have a quiet neighborhood. Everybody else does, or most everybody. That would be the one thing I'd do. Okay, you talked about the, the five-step plan that you have. Is that something that you have on your, your Facebook page you're going to put on there? Or is it something that you'd share later on? No, um, no. Uh, in that I'm probably a little older than the other people. I don't I don't have a charming personality. I'm not maybe as handsome as they are. So I kind of keep that to myself, kind of like the Coca-Cola guy who, who has a good formula, but he's not really interested in giving it to anybody else. But I have a plan. One of those, the last plan I have is, is a little nasty. When I was uh, doing planning for the city of Germantown, we pulled a, something a little nasty. We had the county wanting to put a road through, a major road through Hernando, I mean through, uh, through uh, Germantown. And we talked the Catholic Church in Memphis to build a church right there in front of where the road was going to go through. They agreed. We built the church. To this day, that road stopped in front of the Catholic Church. I'm a Methodist. My wife's Presbyterian. Uh, my wife was a Presbyterian. I was Baptist. We're both Methodists now, but we talked them into it, and it was kind of a kind of an ugly trick, but it worked. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get things done. Expound on that a little more. You said that you were you worked for the city of Germantown as a planning commissioner. Is that I, I was on a planning committee. Uh, right. how, how many How many years were you on the planning committee for that? Uh, just a couple. A couple of years. Just a couple, yeah. Well, good. Well, that's just more experience that you would bring to the job if you were elected forward. Right, right. I, I, I was the president of a 300-house neighborhood up there. Okay. That's the reason I got on. You talked about keeping Hernando, Hernando, and everybody loves the small-town charm of Hernando. But, you know, the growth is here. I think that, you know, we all can you know understand the fact that it's coming in some form or fashion. Uh, it's been happening for the last 10 or 15 years. It's going to happen for the next 10 or 15 years. Knowing that, what is one thing about Hernando outside of the small-town charm that you would not change? I would not change the square. That's all I can think of. I mean, that's everything. Well, okay, I mean, so what would you keep the, the similar about the square? What are some things that you would keep somewhere about the square? The retail, you know, the, the amount of attorney's offices. Like, what, what are some of the things about the square that you would keep the same? I guess we probably need to have a little bit more parking off-sites. Uh, although, if you do the study on it, actually, there probably is enough parking. Maybe we need to tell people where where that parking is. You may know this. There was a long, There's a long-range planning group that came to Hernando, which, in my opinion, is a total waste of time. But uh, all they came up, it's just a, it's just a can, it's a can deal. They'll leave here and they'll go to another town and sell them the same thing. Say so you need bicycle trails, and you need parks, and you need small houses, and you need apartments. It's just can. For example, when they, when they got input from uh, the citizens of Hernando, they only asked 50 people. And those 50 people were they, the ones they asked at each meeting. So it was not good. It, it was not a good representation of what people really want. We want to find out what people want. You got to get more people in that to get involved in it. And that's you know, I think the cities right now is in the middle of their five-year plan. They have to have every city is required to have a five-year plan. And I know that right now, I think the mayor has mentioned before that they're in the middle of putting that together. Right. Uh, and so I, I know that. And maybe something good will come out of it. 
and this is what we're going to let every candidate do. Uh, and, and in the last, you know, two or three minutes here that we have, you know, explain mm -hmm. to the voters, you know, why you should be elected and why you should be the next alderman of Ward 3. I'll do that, and I'll spend just a few minutes to indicate that uh, I did marry. My college sweetheart was still in love, and we're still married, and uh, she's part of my life. I like that. What I would do is I would study the situation. I would bring bold decisions. I would, by hook or crook, I think I can find a way to get get Interstate 55 silence for Ward 3. It, maybe not, not maybe not the whole town, but at least for Ward 3. And I would recruit big business. My goal, and I, I can do it easy, so easy to do. I can get two big businesses in here. I can't sell them all by myself. I'll have to have help. I can get them to come down and look. I can get them to come down and look. I would, I would recruit. I know someone's got a German restaurant. I know someone in a college town has got an excellent restaurant. I think I could recruit those people to at least come down and look and get a third restaurant. I maybe get uh, Italian food. And also I'd work on trying to get a small grocery store here. We'll never get Trader Joe. We're not big enough. And we don't want to be big enough. But we could get something along those lines. For some people, I don't want to go wait in line. I, I, that's what I could bring to Hernando. I'd bring good, sound, solid decisions. With a lot of nerve. I got a lot of nerve. Don't mind being set, uh, voted against. I, I don't mind that. Well, good. Well, I really do appreciate you uh, joining us today. Uh, I appreciate the, the ideas that you have. Uh, I appreciate the boldness and wanting to stand up for, you know, what you consider right for Hernando, whether or not other people consider that right. Uh, is there anything else you want to say to the voters before we, we let you go? I'd be honored if you did vote for me. And if you do, I have no secrets. I don't hide anything from anybody. I promise I'll have a town hall meeting every four months. I'll take any questions from anybody. I'll take them now. I'll take them then. I don't hide anything. I'd be really honored if you'd give me a chance to keep Hernando, Hernando. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Mr. Cotton, for coming in here. And again, it's Robin Cotton, candidate for Ward 3. I uh, hope that you stick around and listen to the next two that we will have uh, and then make an informed decision on the election on April 6th. Thank you again, Mr. Cotton. I want to say thank you to Mr. Robin Cotton for coming in, spending a Sunday afternoon with Derek, visiting with him about his candidacy for the Ward 3 Alderman spot. Derek, he did give you a call, tell you a little bit more information he'd like for you to add. He did. Uh, he wanted me to mention that he was in the Navy. He was nine years uh, Navy Reserve, uh, and also that he does uh, hold his teacher's license, uh, something that he meant to include at the end, kind of in the elevator speech that we talked about. Uh, and had forgotten to put it in there. So, uh, again, we do appreciate the, the service that he had given uh, in his nine years and also, of course, uh, you know, having a teacher's license. Where he taught math in high school and economics in college, we just really do appreciate Mr. Cotton coming in. Speaking of Alderman for the City of Fernando, podcast brought to you by Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local State Farm provider. Lauderdale Insurance is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Mr. Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662 429-5213 that's 662-429-5213 or find the team on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency that's Lauderdale Insurance Agency on Facebook since 2001 Green King Spray Services our newest advertiser has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush healthy weed free outdoor living spaces 
They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. With the weather improving, spring right around the corner, now's the time to start thinking about your lawn. Start to think about spring cleaning. Start to think about different opportunities in your yard. Richard continues to ask me to express to the UTW Podcast listeners about their fencing services. Any type of fencing on your property, gates, fence repair, new fences for your property, please reach out to Richard and his team at 662 662- 292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find him on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Our next interview for the Ward 3 uh, Alderman position is Dustin Alstein. Dustin was kind enough to sit down with Matt on Monday. And so we'll go to their interview now. Glad to be joined this afternoon by Dustin Alstein, a candidate for the Ward 3 Alderman seat here in Hernando. Dustin, how you doing? Doing good. Thank you for having me on, Matt. I do appreciate everything you're doing for the city of Hernando and want to just say what a pleasure it is to be here today. Uh, we appreciate you coming on and giving of your time. We we definitely do. So we'll kind of kick the interview off fairly, fairly basic. You've heard, uh, you, you and I mentioned off air that you heard last week's episode, yes, two sir. weeks ago, I'm sorry, with the Ward 1 Alderman candidates. Yes, uh, their, very their informative. Interview. Yeah, so you got to know them a little bit I did. through the thing. So we're, again, glad you're here. Pretty simple. We'll start off with a basic question that everybody's going to get. How did you yes. get to Hernando? Mississippi? Well, it goes back pretty far, Matt. We started in the 60s here, I guess, with both my grandparents. Mr. Robinson was Rob Robinson, was my grandfather on my mother's side. Uh, Herbert Alstein was my grandfather on my father's side. They both lived in Hernando. I know, dating back to the 60s. Uh, Rob Robertson, uh, going back a little bit on Michael Lee's interview here a couple of weeks ago, his father, Mr. Lee, used to cut hair with my grandfather, Rob Robinson. On the square, uh, right there at the building that is no longer there any longer. And it's, it's pretty neat what I have discovered just talking to some family members. I didn't know that my grandfather, Rob Robinson, used to be half owner in the Vaughn Theater. That was, that was pretty neat. And then there's a picture in Hernando Happenings of my Aunt Peggy actually checking out groceries at the old Big Star where Commerce Street Market is today. Yep. So uh, we go back pretty good ways. My mother and father both graduated Hernando High School. I graduated Hernando High School. Just a lifelong resident. Just lifelong resident of Hernando. Yes, a lot of, I mean, I myself have been here for around 16 years now. So many of the listeners are going to be people that moved here, whether it be with their spouse or something like that, but a lifelong sure. resident of Hernando. So it's funny on Hernando Happenings, you can you can find somebody to come out and shovel all, out all your snow. Yeah, there you and, go. And then, you, <laughs> then you can also find out some family history. Uh, family so, history, yeah. that's right. Uh, yeah. We dug some pictures. I don't even know who posted them, but uh, we did we did some digging, and sure enough, that was one of the pictures that they posted. Next question, uh, fairly simple. Again, running for Ward. Ward 3, yes, run, sir. Yeah, running for Ward 3, yes, uh, Alderman seat uh, for the spring election 2021. April 6th. What is your, what, what's your work background possibly that may lead into a little bit of with the sure. Alderman? Sure. So, uh, well, we'll go back to education if we can start there. 
I do have a four-year degree in marketing management from the University of Memphis and also a two-year degree from State Tech, which was a mechanical engineering degree. So that led me into working with my family, which owns a mechanical engineering, I'm sorry, mechanical contracting business that's still going today in Memphis. So I worked there through college and uh, towards the end of my college career, I got involved in chemical sales. So I have been doing chemical sales for the last 16 years now. And also I do uh, real estate for the last six years. Right. So chemical sales kind of all around the, the tri-state area? or Tri-state area. So I do municipalities. So I do deal in large quantities, uh, larger amounts of money than just the smaller, you know, mom and pop stuff. So I've been dealing in, in some pretty large numbers for a while as well. You know, when you get into real estate, you also deal in those numbers too. So I feel pretty comfortable in six-figure digits. <laughs> well, and working with municipalities as well. Yes, sir. That's okay. right. Yeah. Uh, doing the bids, contracts, and stuff like that. Right. Familiar with that. From your yes, work sir. experience, or what What do you think, like you said, real estate for the last six years, chemical yes, sales for 16 years? Yep. What do you think work experience-wise helps you uh, for, as far as a board of aldermen seat? Well, working with people. I like work with people. Um, not just do I work with municipalities, but you actually have to deal with uh, the managers, um, the CEOs. You, you know, I work with everybody from the uh, the principal owner all the way down to the guy that's turning the wrenches. You know, I don't just deal uh, with one person. I deal with an array of the whole community. And and the th same thing with uh, real estate. You're out there dealing with the people. Sure. You're dealing with somebody that's calling you about a $115,000 house. As soon as the next person may call you about a half million dollar house, you got to be ready to work on both. Yes, sir. That's definitely being the, you're in the people business. It takes a niche. Yeah. You, you, you treat everybody fairly, everybody the same. It goes back to the fiduciary duty you have. Sure. And, and I just, uh, I don't know. I, I can talk to people pretty well. Right. No, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I our, our daughters played soccer together. We, they and did. You know, yeah. That was, that was, one of the funnest things uh, for for that time. What, it a, sure what an was. interesting <laughs> thing! Right? That, yeah, that, that that's um, that's a whole another that's a whole another segment for sure, for sure. Well, tell me this. I mean, Derek and I talk all the time on the show. We 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 visit about leadership. We visit about people putting themselves out there. You know, see a need, fill a need type of thing. I think Derek and I are those type guys. Uh, definitely uh, involved in different things. So tell me, what made you, or why did you want to run for alderman? Well, well, for one thing, I am from Hernando. I I feel like. I'm almost an ambassador just because as half of Hernando that is old school Hernando feels like when somebody moves to our community, you want them to feel at home. And that's just the Southern way. I mean, and that's, that's not me. That's just a Southern man in general. Well, my friends acquired a property here in Hernando. It was a commercial property and uh, I was helping them get their business set up and we made some phone calls and it just was not handled to me the way it should have been. They didn't treat my friends with the respect. I want Hernando to treat anybody that I want them to welcome somebody. And it just, it created a little fire. And, and that's why I'm here today. I want to just work from the inside out. I want to make everything flow evenly. I want us to be ambassadors, especially to mom and pop businesses. I mean, bring them in. That's what we want. That's what people come to Hernando for. They come to, for Commerce Street Market, for, you know, all of our little small uh, Coffee Central that just set up, Area 51. That's what people are coming to Hernando for. And I just want to be their voice on that podium for them. Understand. Um, that's just one of the things. Uh, I know a lot of lot more goes into that, but uh, that that created the fire. 
Right. Uh, I, I own a couple of businesses here at Hernando. I have some experience over the last year with my wife's business, uh, yes. you know, different things. So I definitely understand what you're saying when it comes to, from a commerce standpoint, it yes. just seems like there are more hoops there are. Than, than your friend. Your friends had to jump through more hoops, it's it's, not it felt like. as friendly a process as I feel it should be. I almost feel like there should be an ambassador sure. from the city to go out and shake your hand and say, yes, please welcome. We right. want your commerce. Right. We want your business. Right. Well, it just felt the opposite. Yeah, and I certainly understand that. I've got a gentleman that I work closely with uh, quite a bit who owns a building here uh, in Hernando. Uh, bought it uh, roughly a year ago. Yeah. And I know the coronavirus has hit, has hit in March, and I know yeah. some things changed and so forth. But it has been a, a, a difficult process for him. Uh, he and I talk and it weekly. Shouldn't be. Exactly. It just shouldn't be. I mean, sure, everybody has to be ADA. Okay. I mean, that's understandable. And and the planning commission has to do their job. I get that. But at the end of the day, you are working with people. You're not working. You know, it doesn't have to be all by the book. It, it's a people business. And that goes back to, to me being alderman. And, I mean, I, I work with people. When we visited with Mike McClendon probably about a month or so ago, m maybe more than a month now, uh, when I asked him that, that question, what made you want to run for alderman, yeah. it was kind of the same type of situation. He got frustrated about something, yeah. a process or something that happened. He got a little frustrated and said, my God, I'm, I want to be, be involved to make this a better sure. situation. You, he felt like an ambassador for Hernando, and, yeah. and that's – kind of where i'm at oh i certainly understand that all right so every, everyone has a platform i mean everybody has a like you said we just talked about maybe why you wanted to run yes so you you but you know you have to think out hey why do, all right i know why i wanted to run now what do i want to run on what what's important to me and so forth so tell me real quick i do uh, have what's the some, most yeah what's yeah, the most important main, thing you said um, main topics that sure. i'm running under which sure. are maintain hernando property values mm -hmm. nobody moves to hernando because they want their house to be ten thousand dollars in less value five years from now sure uh, maintain property values, uh, support our all of our police officers, firemen, EMT, all of our safety uh, personnel. We have to just maintain that in general. Attract, going back to the small businesses, mm -hmm. attract appropriate small businesses and, and know which, let's, let's just be honest, I'm sure we're going to have more big businesses come in here. Um, and that has to be something that has to be looked at prayed on and um, chosen correctly and right. wisely and intelligently also to work for our parks uh, that's that's big with me i've got three kids that we just mm -hmm. talked about i um, love the soccer fields can't say enough about the soccer right. fields uh the new tennis courts that are coming that's going to be great i'm sure but the thing we all harp on are the baseball fields and that's just i've been out there for the last 10 years and i have some very negative things to say about it sure. <laughs> i mean when you go in there and there's no running water especially in the females toilet it's just a little it, it's aggravating right you know um, men can deal with it the women can't deal right. with that I understand. <laughs> I understand yeah but but i have been reading up on that i've read about the renaissance park i went to 2012 excerpt i googled it they had a huge let's just say idea back in 2012 have you have you read yeah, about sure. that okay so you know i mean it had the water park it had sure. the tennis courts yes I mean, it just sounded like the best thing since sliced bread. Disneyland was going right. to be over there. Exactly, yes. Okay. Well, I had I Googled it, and I saw that 2012 one, but I never saw an additional follow-up sure. to a 2012 for that Renaissance Park. Sure. That needs to be revisited. We need to revisit that. You know, if I don't want to put a bunch of money somewhere that can be taken away from us one day. That doesn't make sense. I get it. You know, our $94,000 we just got, it's going to do wonders out there. You know, but we need to revisit that former plan. 
Uh, we're just too good of a community not to have something as good as Cenotopia, Snowden Grove. We could actually bring in revenue by holding tournaments. We could get, we could make that thing pay for itself. Right. You feel like the current situation is, is not you and I are, are dads and we, we pay attention to sports and stuff like that. Uh, you're right. From a feasibility standpoint, it's, it's not generating what could be generated money wise and stuff no, like that. I, not that, I see those, that those, those things. At. And aesthetics is one thing, but you're mainly saying, Hey, let's talk about why there's no running water. Let's yeah. talk about, you know, those improvements. Yeah, there's some just basic things that right. could have been done, and it has been done. Sure. Uh, Matt, I'm not saying there's not running water out there today, right. but I'm saying I have walked in the restroom and not seen running water. I understand. I just, <laughs> I, I yeah, I understand. Uh, and then uh, infrastructure. We're growing very rapidly, very rapid pace. We've got the sewer system that has to be maintained, water systems that have to be maintained. We have to make sure the money is going to those systems. We have two different funds. We have the utilities fund and the general fund that Hernando works off of. And that has to be budgeted appropriately. And um, those departments need to get the money they need to do what they've got to do. That needs to be budgeted correctly. So that's my main point yeah. and, and what we're running on. You and I spoke off air, and then we also, uh, you mentioned a few moments, a, moments ago about being involved in real estate. If you're involved in residential real estate, the word growth is important. The word growth is something that you have to pay attention to. You know, yes. what's, where's the growth going? Where are the homes selling? That type of stuff. From a realtor standpoint, in Hernando, what, what does that look like or your, your feelings there from a growth standpoint? Derek, and I say it all the time, growth is here. What does that look like for you? So that's, if you look at my flyers, if you look at my webpage, I'm running on the slogan, let's grow together. Yeah. Okay. Everybody that moves to Hernando wants to be the last person to move to Hernando. Sure. We both know that. That's not the case. I mean, they're building crossroads right by my house. Uh, there's Arbor Point going in. There's a new subdivision out on Getwell Road. I mean, you know, it's endless, the new things that sure. are popping up around us, and it will continue to be. From a realtor standpoint, we're going to grow, and, and you can't, so I, I was told this, you can't stop a man from developing his property. Correct. You can regulate how he develops his property, and that's, uh, you know, that'll be one of the things that, that I'll be, uh, if I get voted in, for aldermen, that it'll be in front of me, right. and that'll be something that I'll just have to pray on and make sure that I make the right decision. Now, I want to say this too, Matt. I'm a, I'm one voice, one man, and that's not what an alderman is. Sure. I'm the voice of my people, and I want my people to tell me what to do, honestly. Right. I mean, I'm married. My wife tells me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. We get it. No, go on, uh, but, but really, um, I am but one man, and, you know, my opinion it matters, but it matters the same as the other 1,800 people in my ward sure. or, or 3,000 people in my ward, whatever that number uh, is exactly. And so I, I want my people to come to me and tell me what they want. Mm -hmm. That's where I stand as an alderman. feel like as an alderman, you would have a definite open door, open phone policy. Oh, you want absolutely. people to contact absolutely. you. Absolutely. You want to be accessible to, accessible to them and, and them steer you in how you should vote and so forth. That's a very, yeah, very Please important. Please do. Absolutely. Please do. Yeah, I, definitely. I want to listen to everybody and the way what they want out of the right. community. Yeah. Well, I live in Ward 3 and you live in Ward – well, we, we both do, of course. Yeah, yes, sir. But I'm just – yeah, I, I can I can see Ward 3 being pretty opinionated on what, what you <laughs> should do. So I don't think you have to worry about that for sure. Well, we have a lot of growth just, you know, right across the street from us. Um, the new Madison Lakes coming sure. in. In the next 10 years, Matt, we are going to grow very rapidly. I agree. And it needs to be grown responsibly. Correct. Um, it needs to – you know, that's going to be big. But then as soon as Hernando West gets started – 
that's all going to be, you know, voted on. So yeah. in, in the next 10 years, Hernando is, is going to grow. Yeah, Hernando, I mean, 2020 numbers will probably put us anywhere around 21,000 inside the Hernando city limits. Yes, Certainly more people from outside the city that do their business here, shop here, that type of stuff. But, yes, yeah, sir. 2030 numbers, I mean, we can't even – I mean, who knows what that looks like. I mean, we could probably – Hernando could easily be the fastest growing city in North Mississippi. It absolutely could. You know, it, it, it could. We're uh, the next stop down from Memphis. You right. know, we're the next stop south. Uh, right. South Haven – saturated you got nesbitt that's got a little bit of growth potential right there in the district just west of the interstate uh, as far as industry goes mm-hmm. um, i'm sure it has some potential on the east side also right <laughs> right well look everybody and derek and i when we first started putting the questions together for all the aldermen we always knew that people would go back to the small town charm that's what they'd mentioned so our, our question we kind of said hey let's go ahead and you know kind of like on will of fortune when they go ahead and give you the vowels and the and the letters we <laughs> went ahead and said this you- everyone loves the small town charm of fernando ever but but growth is here as we were just talking yes and will continue to happen knowing that is there one particular thing about hernando that you would not want to change lifelong resident running for alderman is there something particular that you would not want to change I'm trying to think back to what a man in 1960 would say to a man in 2020. Sure. What would you not want to change? Just to be an open open and welcome community to everyone and to just maintain a Southern hospitality. Right. Uh, I do not want to get to such a large community where you do not know your neighbor. And and I, I see that has changed right now. Just from my class that I graduated with in Hernando, I knew I didn't personally know but I knew everybody in my class. Right. I asked my son, hey, do you go to, the, you know, he's in the eighth grade. Do you know him? No. You know, he doesn't even know who even goes to school with him in the same grade. Right. So that's how big we've become from 93 to 2020 right there. I hate that. Yeah. I don't like that. You know, yeah. I love to know your neighbor. I don't, I don't want to lose that. Right. And it's hard. I mean, you know, each class right now at Hernando School is going to have 300, 400 kids in it. Yeah. Uh, my daughter's a junior at Hernando High School. I, I spoke to a senior at Hernando High School the other day and just kind of mentioned uh, my daughter goes there and she said, what's your daughter's name? I told her and she said, oh, I've heard her name before. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I graduated with 120 people. I knew everybody in my, my high school is 700. Well, but, my wife is an eighth grade school teacher sure. at Hernando High School. All three of my kids go to Hernando uh, Public Schools. So, you know, I am integrated in that. That's, I mean, that's part of my life. Yeah, you have no choice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we love it. We love the Hernando schools. Right, absolutely. All right, so just picture, we'll kind of wrap up. I, again, I appreciate you coming in and visiting with us. I uh, enjoy this. We try and put it around 20, 21 minutes for everybody. If you and I were standing at the, uh, I'll keep, keep it simple, if I was putting my card up at the grocery store and you were you saw me in the parking lot and you wanted to say, hey, here's who I am, here's what I'm running for and why I'm running um, while I put my card up, what would you say? Hey, Matt, I'm Dustin Alstein. <laughs> I'm uh, running for your alderman for Ward 3. Um I've been around here a long time, but I've lived in my ward for 10 years. I just want to be uh, an ambassador to the Hernando community, especially for Ward 3. I I fully support our police officers. I want to attract the appropriate small businesses, allocate the money correctly for for our parks, our needed parks for our youth, and maintain your, your property value. I just want want your vote because I, I want to be your voice. And here's my phone number. 
<laughs> Call me if you need Call to. You, exactly. Well, Dustin, we appreciate you coming in, visiting with us. Again, Derek and I will continue to say it to everybody that sits in your seat that you're sitting in right now. Thank you for putting yourself out there. Yes, sir. Thank you for seeing a need and, and trying to fill it. Politics is local. Derek and I say that all the time. Yes, sir. We should know who can help us, you know, fill in a, a pothole. Uh, exactly. We should know who can help <laughs> us put, fill in, especially right now, coming off the, oh, the, 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 yeah, the cold weather and stuff like that. I mean, Zaxby's, I, 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 yeah, anyway, we could talk about that for a long time. But, Dustin, we appreciate you coming in. Good luck on april 6th april 6th matt yeah get out luck. and vote yeah good luck on april 6th and whatever uh, your candidate is just get out and vote exactly exactly voting's definitely important we want to continue to encourage our listeners to do that so dustin thanks again thank you matt I want to thank dustin Austin for coming in and sitting down with matt and giving his time on monday uh just a great interview and uh, hopefully that, again that the listeners are comparing and contrasting all three of the candidates for ward three and so, again, Matt, we really do appreciate him going to time and uh, was, was a good interview. Enjoyed the interview. Dustin's a very nice guy. Uh, definitely uh, loves Hernando, born and raised uh, in this area. So, uh, definitely means a lot to him for uh, you know, his service and, and looking forward to possibly, uh, if he's elected, to uh, do a good job for Ward 3. So, congratulations to him again for putting himself out there as Mr. Cotton, Mr. Robinson, for putting themselves out there to uh, try and make a difference in their city. Speaking of making a difference in Hernando, Podcast brought to you by DeSoto Family Dental Care, which has been a presence right here in Hernando for multiple decades. With over 60 years of combined dental experience, Drs. Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, implants, implant-supported dentures, and Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process from beginning to end. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with a relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference or give them a call at 662-429-5239. That's 662-429-5239 for the DFDC difference. North Point Christian School had a successful preview of the point this past Sunday. Well, they had 19 families come in. And North Point's Christian School will offer their next Preview the Point admissions open house for prospective students ages PK through 12th grade on Monday, March 22nd from 5 to 7 p.m. Come see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. School representatives will be on hand to answer your questions about North Point's distinctive approach to school health and safety as well as their unmatched academic, athletic, and arts offering. Reserve your spot today by contacting Director of Admissions, Mrs. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. Don't miss out. Reserve your spot for Monday, March 22nd, from 5 to 7 p.m., and see if you and your family are ready to join the North Point family. Derek, it may be a little bit late to start planning your spring break trip. Definitely not too early to start looking into your summer plans. If you're trying to make summer plans, please reach out to Magical Destinations of Hernando. 
Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or that tropical getaway, Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here under the water tower. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. Give them a call at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. Our last interview of the day is with Bruce Robinson. Uh, Mr. Robinson came and met with Matt yesterday and sat down with him and had a, a good interview. And so we'll go to that interview now. Glad to be welcomed this morning by Bruce Robinson. Bruce is a candidate for the Ward 3 Alderman seat uh, here in the city of Hernando. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Thanks Do- for having me on the show. Th- thanks for coming in. We certainly appreciate you giving uh, you know some of your time to come in and visit with us uh, in a world of no debates or opportunities for people to be in the same room together. Uh, we think this is a good opportunity, and uh, the podcast listeners and the numbers definitely uh, show that. So we appreciate you coming in, visiting with us. Kind of start off the same way we start off all the other uh, interviews so far. Bruce, what brought you to Hernando, Mississippi? Well, my wife and I got married in 1999, and at that time I was working in Memphis as an engineer building homes in DeSoto County as well. We built a house in South Haven, lived there for about a year before we decided to build in Hernando. We wanted to build in Hernando to raise our family because of the great school systems, safe community, and we liked the small town charm. Um, We both grew up in a small town. One of my favorite things about Hernando is the square, the old courthouse on the square. It reminds me of where I grew up at in Ashland. Um, You said Ashland, Mississippi? Ashland, Mississippi, yes, sir. That's Fitton County, about an hour from here. My dad was the principal there for 30-something years. And um, also, Kim's mom lived in Hernando at the time. She was the first house in Lake Cedar Grove. She moved in there in fall of 1997. Wow. We've raised three kids here at Hernando. All of them's gone to Hernando High School. My oldest son, Matthew, graduated in 2020. He was a star student. Had a 35 on his ACT, so we're really proud of him. Joshua is a junior. He's on the baseball team. And Jenna... She's a freshman at Hernando, and she's on the volleyball team. So a lot of history in Hernando, like you said. I mean, I live in Lakes of Cedar Grove, so it's pretty neat that your your mother-in-law's uh, home was the first one built there. You used to live in Lakes of Cedar Grove. Yes. I guess close by to her. Right. We just lived right there in that roundabout. Lived in DeSoto County for over 25 years, have built homes uh, in DeSoto County. Good history with Hernando, kids in schools, that type stuff. What's your work experience, uh, you know, over the last 25, 30 years? Hard to believe that we're talking about 25 and 30 years. What's your work experience been, you know, in your career? I graduated college at Mississippi State in 1996, got an industrial engineering degree. After graduating, when Moved up this way, worked in Memphis for about five years at a company called L&H Supply um, as a sales engineer. Got my general contractor's license in 1998, built a few homes on the side. Then in February of 2002, I had a great opportunity to make a career move change and um, moved my job from Memphis, started working at Holland Insurance in South Haven, and um, that's where I'm currently at as vice president. Holland Insurance specializes in what, Bruce? We specialize in home, auto, commercial insurance, health benefits, a little bit of everything. Yeah, a little hard to believe you're coming up on 20 years, 20 years. with Holland Insurance. It's quite amazing. I mean, seriously, you, you probably pondered that career move quite a bit, and the next thing you know, 20 years later, uh, it's been good for you. Oh, it's been great. With your work experience we just spoke of, how do you feel your work experience might translate into being an alderman or sitting on the board uh, here in Hernando? Well, with my engineering degree, I have a strong background in math, and I love solving all types of problems. And for the last 20 years, I've 
been in the insurance selling, you know, both personal and commercial lines insurance, which is a service industry. My insurance agency, we always represent our customers by finding them the best home and auto policy or business policy. We do everything we can to make sure our customers have the best policy for the best price. And this is what I'm also willing to do for the city of Hernando. I want to make sure we get the best value of our dollar for every project and every bid that we have. I know how to oversee things and get the job done by working with others. What uh, what picture? Go back a little bit. What picture your interest? What you had said you'd built some homes on the side, had your general contracting. Uh, I'm sorry, general contracting license. You know, years ago and built some homes. I guess kind of in the DeSoto County, one of the DeSoto County booms, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, at the time, um, I actually went in partners. It was with my brother, uh, Brooks, and then another guy named Neil Letson. So us three were partners, and um, we did that for quite a while. And then I built some homes on my own. Kind of really got out of the home building about at the right time, 2008. Sure. Right, exactly. Um, my insurance book of business was growing so fast, I, I had to focus on that. So, Bruce, uh, circling back to now, why did you want to run for Alderman? What, what, what prompted you to say, hey, I want to be a part of this? You know, I, I feel like I have the skills and the ability to get the job done. I believe this is the right time in my life to serve the city in this role. I want Hernando to maintain our great school system, safe neighborhoods, and want to keep that small town charm. I want this to be a place where my kids want to come back from college, grow and raise their families. I want to be able to go watch them here close, um, play sports, and so forth. You'd like for your kids to have the opportunity to raise a family in the, in a community like yours, in a community, you know, what am I? You'd like for your kids to, to come back to Hernando or have the opportunity, if they want to come back to Hernando, for them to be successful in, in their 30s, 40s, 50s, uh, and going forward. Yep. So that's kind of what pushed you towards saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to get involved and, and be a part of the city so I can help to steer uh, things, hopefully, in that direction. Correct. Yes, sir. Everyone has a platform for running, kind of something that they kind of believe in, bullet points on what their campaigns you know would like to see for the city. Alderman's a four-year stint. What is the most important thing you want to do or see done in your four years? Well, the number one thing I want to make sure we keep our neighborhoods safe by supporting our police and firemen. We've got to make sure they're funded properly, support our local schools. We've got to have strategic growth preserve our high quality home values improve our parks is a must we've got to improve our infrastructure one of the big things um, that we also need to do support getting a new animal shelter um, hitting the streets here late, lately walking around trying to get some votes a lot of people interested in the new animal shelter so that's that's one of the things i will focus on but for the most part, I, I don't only want to be a voice for my Ward 3. I want to be a voice for the whole city of Hernando. We need to attract new businesses, similar to the field house, the new building up on Green Tea and 69. I mean, that's going to bring in people going to restaurants, going shopping here at our local stores, dropping their kids off. We need more things like that. All right. And the Fieldhouse, uh, Bruce, Bruce you, you brought the Fieldhouse uh, project uh, to mine and Derek's attention in late November, early December. Uh, Planning Commission was working on that. You brought that to our attention. Your son is a baseball player and part of the EBC, Easley Baseball Club, uh, thing. So you, you, you brought to mine and Derek's attention from a standpoint of, hey, this is going on. It could be something that could be really neat for the city of Fernando and have opportunities for people to stay in hotels, restaurants, that type of stuff. So businesses like that you feel are important to try and attract uh, to Hernando. Absolutely. And while you say I would represent Ward 3 and represent your constituents, you feel strongly about being a an advocate for the entire city. Correct. That's important to you. 
Absolutely. All right, so everyone, Derek and I did this on purpose. The question I'm about to kind of read or go over with you, we did it on purpose because we, whenever we were putting our questions together for the Alderman candidates, we knew darn good well everybody's going to say, I love the small-town charm. You know, that's what they're going to say. So let me go ahead and uh, beat you to it. Everyone loves the small-town charmer, Fernando. You've mentioned it a couple times. Other candidates have mentioned it numerous times. Most people enjoy the small-town feel of Fernando, Mississippi, and a lot of times that's why we settled here. But growth is here and will continue to happen. Knowing that, what is one thing about Hernando that you would not want to change? I don't want to change the overall feel of Hernando. Currently, we have families moving here for our great school systems, safe neighborhoods, high quality of life. We've got to we got to keep that keeping the keeping the standards we currently have in place. What about from a growth standpoint? I mean, you know, you pay attention to homes and different stuff like that. Again, the growth is here. It, it's here whether we like it or not. And We're some people. Have growth. Yeah, we're going to have growth. Exactly. We're going to, like you and I were just talking, like I just mentioned, our sons and daughters, maybe in their late 20s, 30s, 40s, want to be in Hernando or close by as well. There's the growth. There's the stuff right there. How do you feel like we maybe can uh, assist in controlling that? Just with planning. I mean, we've got to plan, you know, our, our neighborhoods. We've got to make sure we develop our neighborhoods with nice homes. Assist in the property value and yes. such. Done the same thing with everything. Derek kind of does it from an elevator standpoint. I do it a little bit different. Uh, same thing with I did with Mr. Austin was this. If you and I are pushing a buggy together, not together, we can't push a buggy together. If you see me pushing my buggy there in the Kroger parking lot, and, and you know I live in Ward 3, going, and I live in your uh, your ward that you're running for, and you catch me right there as I'm putting my buggy up and you want to ask for my vote, go ahead and give me a minute, minute and a half speech of, to, to me, if, if you had caught me in that position, to ask for my vote in Ward 3. I feel like I'm the better choice because I understand the responsibilities of being a good steward for tax dollars, representing people. I currently represent my customers like I would represent the city of Hernando and Ward 3. I've helped run a successful business for the last 20 years and have put and have built my reputation based on good customer service. I'm wanting to work with fellow aldermen and older women to effectively accomplish areas that need work. Got to have work at a parks, a roads, animal shelter, infrastructure. Hernando is growing and that's more apparent than ever and it's my time to step up and listen to the problems and be their voice. You can learn more about me. You can go to my website robinsonforalderman.com all right so give that give that website to us one more time what was it again robinsonforalderman.com and that's the number four not f-o-r r-o-b-i-n-s-o-n the number four alderman.com correct bruce we want to thank you for coming in visiting with us giving us an opportunity to to learn a little bit more about you uh, going through the same questions as everybody else we certainly want to appreciate that and derek and i say it to every candidate uh, while they're here and we certainly say it on air thank you for putting yourself out there thank you for putting yourself out there for leadership for seeing a a need and opportunity again ward three gary higdon who has been our alderman now mine and your alderman for what 17 years yes 16 16 16 years Uh, so gary is not running so we'll be an open seat for ward three so an opportunity for three gentlemen to come in and, and, and you know put their stamp on the city or definitely uh, represent the ward. So we certainly appreciate you coming in and visiting with us this morning, Bruce. All right. And I want to thank you again for, for inviting me and, and not only me, but all the other candidates, giving them a chance to speak their voice. Thank you. Thank you. I want to say thank you to Bruce Robinson for coming in and sitting down with the UTW podcast and sharing part of his Tuesday with Matt to get his views out there and, and the direction he wants to see Hernando to go. And so Matt, I really do appreciate the time that he, he came to, to give to you uh, on that interview. 
Yeah, thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Mr. Robin Cotton. Thank you, Dustin Alstein, for all coming in, uh, visiting with us on the UTW podcast. Uh, most importantly, for these gentlemen that can hear our voice or the, the different people that are helping them with their campaign, the most important thing you can do is to share this. Share, share, share our episode. Educate the people of Ward 3 on the three different candidates. I think this is as close as, as we can come, Derek, to a de- debate. No, There's no debates going on right now. I think this is definitely the best way that we have out there that I've been able to see an opportunity for people to come in. So if you like what you hear on our special episodes with the Alderman candidates, please look us up on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Most importantly, again, share, share, share whether it be on Hernando Happenings, whether it be on your private Facebook page, share it so we can provide an opportunity for these candidates to educate their constituents, educate their people in their wards, who they are and what they see for the city of Hernando. So again, congratulations to those three men for putting themselves out there to try and see an opportunity to lead in the city of Hernando. We definitely will always continue to uh, say that and say thank you to, to all the different candidates from the UTW podcast. Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time. Under the Water Tower.